Hey guys! Before I start off this episode, I would like to say happy belated, happy new years to everybody who celebrated it. And I hope you guys had a good new year and hope you guys had some new resolution. My resolution has never been resolved for the last God knows how many years. It's been the same thing every year and never happened. So I'm not going to have any resolution this year. I'm just... Actually, maybe one. I'll just be more happier this year. I'm just going to achieve happiness. That's it. I'm not going to dream big. I'm not going to say I'm going to try to lose weight. I have to, though. But I'm just going to search for happiness that I've yearned for. And I feel like I deserve it. So, yes, it sounds selfish. But I'm going to prioritize myself like I've always done. But this time, I'm going to prioritize my happiness. Um... Yeah, so let's just have a head start on today's episode. So, intro. Hey guys, welcome back to season 6 of Let's Talk About Anything by SKV. It's anything to everything, you know, that's what we're all about. So, actually, I had a few pre-recordings for this episode, but I feel like mm, the gist of it has kind of revealed my religion whilst i'm not embarrassed about it i'm a proud believer of my faith but as i've always mentioned this so many times in my episodes i would like to maintain neutrality because my listeners are from all over the world and i don't want to have to explain myself about certain things because i'm not confident in it and i don't want to have to accidentally create some like some uproar so i'm not gonna go down that road but i'll just give out a very very major detail that happened during um my holiday so all in all i think i've mentioned this before but i'm severely claustrophobic but I feel like when I went for my holiday and I did what I did, um, I came back with side effects. So I went to a place that was extremely crowded and I was basically packed like a sardine. And I was towered over men who were literally built like rugby players. They were big, they were tall, and I'm a five foot girl. I'm a five foot girl. I do have stamina, I do have strength, and I am on the chubbier side. But I'm very determined. So, you know, despite all that, despite the obstacles I went through, I've already, I achieved what I was determined to do to go through that risk. Um, But I didn't realize that I came back with side effects. Um, I mean, to say the least, I wouldn't call it a side effect. I mean, that's the whole point of being claustrophobic, right? But the thing was, I guess... I um, I overlooked the idea of claustrophobia because I was very determined to make this happen. Let's just say an opportunity came up and I wanted to take this opportunity despite the risk. And it was a risk that would only happen once in a lifetime and I don't know when it's going to happen again. The chances are slim. But I took it. I was proud. I'm proud of myself. And I feel like it's such a huge sign that 2024 would be a good year for me. Because I took a leap 
over my fear, I went out of my comfort zone because I wanted that opportunity. Such, since it's such a rare opportunity, I took it. Despite, despite having claustrophobia and despite having social, social anxiety, I went for it. I was pushed around. I was squeezed literally by men who were super big, like super tall, super big, you name it. I mean, there were other in- instances where I, were go- I was packed up in a sardine, kind of like I was, it was in a place that was super packed. It's not my first time, but I was able to control myself. But this, this was literally going against men who had different body structures. So you guys have to understand, I'm literally a five foot woman stuck in a crowd filled with men who was trying to obviously do this do take in the same opportunity as I did and that window of opportunity is so slim you have to literally swoop in you know so um I was able to do so and I remember being pushed around. I am very, one of the things that I'm very thankful for this opportunity is, are these two men who gave me way, who gave me my little sister way to go through. And they were really proud of me. They're like, look at this girl. She has stamina. She has strength. Yeah, guys, I do have strength. When I'm determined and I've went through all that risk and stepped out my comfort zone, I'm going to come back with achievement. That's what I am. That's me. You know, I do not see failure in that that sense, you know, and I have never failed whatsoever because of my determination. So I'm proud of me. I'm proud of me. Um, so when I went through it, uh, let's just say that let, I'll just put a scenario in your head. OK, so the opportunity window is actually to kiss a certain thing and a certain yeah, a certain thing. And the height of it isn't that tall. Technically, it would be slightly, maybe around like five foot one-ish kind of. Yeah, not that tall. I'm able to kiss inside it, so that's good. But there was a slant at that building that made it difficult for me to kind of like directly kiss it, right? So, but then I was able to because people were, like I said, people were pushing around and I used that to my advantage and used it as a leverage to push myself up. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, to push myself up and um, kiss it. Then when I was done, again, like I said, the window of opportunity is very slim. So people would end up pushing you away to do the same thing what I did. So what happened was that's exactly what happened. And I was mm, squeezed around, I guess. I was back in the crowd. And then luckily, my sister and our guide pulled me out of the crowd. And that's how the side effect from all that happened. So again, if you're claustrophobic, you know, you know the side effects, the panic attacks, the fear, the difficulty in breathing. Yeah, that happened to me. And I didn't realize that I came back with a slight adverse effect of it. Like up to now, um, I'm unable to have anything covering near to my neck because of how traumatized I was. I mean, I'm proud of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm proud of my achievement. But I was 
traumatized slightly traumatized by it and now everything that every time like there's something how to explain it like everything every time i have something that's covering my neck like you know like collars or i can't even wear a turtleneck i feel like i'm being strangled so i have to make sure that i'm wearing a shirt or anything that does not fully cover my neck i have to make sure that the collar area is very loose so that i feel like i'm not dying um it's been happening like that for since i came back and even when i was there so i didn't realize it was quite severe i didn't really remember what happened because my sister told me that my eyes were already apparently my pupils were so dilated because i was in a severe panic attack and they had to calm me down and the guide had to hold my hand and i had to drink water that's all i remember other than that it's quite i had a memory lapse there it's um i think it it, it really shut me off it my, my body shut off from that fear um all in all i'm proud of myself to have gone through it despite the risk because i knew this that i knew that would have happened you know being someone with claustrophobia i knew it was it was going to happen but i was determined to make it happen so yeah that's one of the things i'm proud of myself at the start um for the end of 2023 and i feel like it's such a, it's a good sign to enter 2024 um Mm, yeah, so I came back with that, and apparently I can't bo- put both earphones in, like earbuds in, because I feel like I'm I- un- I'm unable to breathe. I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I didn't realize I had a side effect like that. But then when I put both my earbuds in, I felt like I was um drowning again. Like I feel like I was unable to breathe, so now I can only put in one earbuds at a time, so that I feel like I'm still breathing. It's it doesn't make sense, but that's how I feel. Um, so that's kind of the major thing that happened during my holiday, and I'm glad I put, took that leap of faith. And I don't know when I'm going back there, but hopefully once upon a time I'd be back there again. Hopefully with my future spouse. But for now, I'm just gonna take in life as it is and make myself proud even more. Because, you know, 2024, it's nothing really significant, actually. I know some people's like, oh, I want to have a job and everything like that. But I want to be happy. I, I yearn to be happy. That's my end goal. I want to be happy. Mm, so stay on for part two it's gonna be a whole different topic but i've been thinking about this and i feel like you guys might understand from my point of view for this Mm, stay tuned So welcome back to part two of Let's Talk About Anything by Escafi. It's anything to everything, you know, that's what we're all about. So in part one, I was talking about a major event or major opportunity that um, I didn't realize came with side effects. But part two is something different, a whole different thing. And um, it may 
be relevant to some, may may not be, but I'm just going to talk about it. So, there are times I play around with my, um, when I always say, like, I think back then, my best friend and I, you guys would know her, my best friend of 23 years, the one I've always, I always bring her up. She's someone who's been with me nearly most of my life. I think she's only missing in my life for a good seven years. Um, but other than that, she's in my life all the time, and we've never lost contact. We're always seeing each other. I think if we're not busy, we're we're both busy people. Obviously, you know, adulting's not easy. So we do try to make it a thing to see each other twice a month because she's exhausted. She's the head of she's the head of marketing and sales in her family's company. By the way, I just found this out. I think last month, <laughs> I I didn't realize apparently that I didn't know what her position was. And I personally, I feel like if she wasn't going to tell me, I wasn't going to ask. I feel like that's a thing that's on her. If she wants to tell me, she can. But if she doesn't, it's fine. And I'm busy because I'm working both remote and... Um, both remote and working in my family's cafe so you know i'm busy as it is because i only have one day off whereas oh yeah she does have one day off as well um so let's kind of just get to it uh so me and my best friend we've always played around with what we say things like we're always like "Mm, if we're not gonna get our ideal job we're gonna just become celebrities this is a joke that we always play with each other. Like, basically, it's she was gonna be my manager and I was gonna be the celebrity, the actress, right? But this, the, the reason why we say that this is like something we play around is because I have social anxiety. You guys know this. I've mentioned it. I have. Um, I'm okay. The thing is, it contradicts. Every time I say this, it contradicts. But. The reason why I say I have social anxiety is because when I'm in a space with the full people, you know, with the crowd, I get super nervous. But when I'm talking to a stranger, when I know I'm not going to see them again, I just talk to them for a good while then <coughs> and move on, you know? Um, so, again, like I said, our conversation, because we both, we're both in the creative field, we studied the creative field like she took in two masters she was in um graphic design as a masters as well as fashion marketing whilst i was in fine art and my masters is in curating so we both were in the creative field and we wanted to work in the creative field and we did try our best to find a job in the creative field but it just does not work out you know life life as it is does not work out as you want it to be so you just have to kind of like conform to it you kind of just have to compromise and actually accept the job that you it's there you know because the thing is even if you want to do your dream job it's going to be difficult because sometimes it does life doesn't go the way you want it but you need to earn, you need money. So that's kind of what happened. So obviously, despite not working in our field that we want to, I mean, she's 
working i wouldn't say in the field she wants to i would say more to because it worked around it in a way so anyways yes so we both agreed we're like okay we're not gonna find a job that we like we're just gonna become celebrities she's gonna be my manager and i'm gonna be an actress right but then again like i said with the social anxiety and everything i don't think that'll work out but the main thing about me is that I don't think I have the personality to become a celebrity because when I think about it celebrities are kind of people pleasers they have to obviously they have fans they have um I guess they have to actually network and everything but that's one thing I don't do I don't I don't network with people. I'm not a people pleaser. I've never been a people pleaser and I don't conform to people. It's nothing to do with the ego or anything. <coughs> But rather, it's more to um I have just seen quite the dark parts of life enough for me to know that I am not a people pleaser. So, because of that, I just basically don't think I'm fit out for it. I was, I've always like, how do you say it? Like both of my older sisters, they're somewhat people pleasers. Um, my eldest is. I think it's just it comes with her personality as an eldest child because obviously acknowledgement is something she yearns for, and while she is a hardworking person, acknowledgement is something that an eldest child would search for, I guess. And you know, despite her being the golden child. She still works hard. And my parents has never really treated us differently or anything. It's just we you know she's a golden child cuz she is she's just is. Um and we're not we're not envious of it because despite her being a golden child, she never take that for advantage. She treats us quite well as her little sisters. So, it's fine by us. Um anyways, So yeah, I do see both all my sisters and people pleases where and it's exactly because of that I'm kind of withdrawn to idea the idea of pleasing people. I don't like I mean, I don't like having to be like, "Oh, okay, if you want to, if you want to." No, I have my opinion for things like that, you know? And it's exactly because of things like that I'm mostly a no person or rather I'm always opinionated. If I don't like it, I'd be like, "Why? Give me a reason why I have to. Why it's necessary? Will it impact me? Will it impact your life?" You know, I go in depth like that. And there's a lot of reasons why people don't really come up to me for things. And it's particularly because um people just don't like opinions. You know, people my best friends love it. People, my best friends love my opinions. And it's nothing nothing bad or anything. It's just I always give them an honest opinion and when I really am against that idea, I would give them why my opinion on why I don't like it. And if they take it, it's on them. I'm not going to say, "Why didn't you listen to me? That's a you issue." Yeah, no, I don't do things like that. I don't enforce people my ideas because obviously I am someone <coughs> I am someone who lacks the idea of sympathy. I don't empathize people often. I don't sympathize people often. And I run by logic. 
I think at one point I was quite emotional in my life, but I guess a lot of failures in my life have made me more logical and it kind of turned me to who I am right now. Whilst it sounds bad from the way I'm saying it, but I feel like if I didn't do things like this, then people would take advantage of me and that's one thing that tramples my pride. Again, like I said, I don't have a high ego, not at all. I'm okay with anything, you know. But my pride my pride is as high as the roof, y'all, as high as the sky. I'm proud of what I've done and if anyone's going to go against it, give me a good ass reason why it's not right. That's just it. And I don't say things I don't say things if I don't mean them. And I guess that's what people like about me because I don't I I don't have a mask that I have to hide from people and I don't have to be a two-faced because I'm very transparent with my opinions and when I don't like things I straight out tell them I'm actually a good friend if you guys are okay with low maintenance type of friends I'm a low maintenance friends and my friends they find this so funny because the thing is there are friends around me who are high maintenance meaning like they have to see each other all the time every day of the time and I'm like mm, no I like me time and I've always that's why most of my friends are someone who be, people who grew up with me because I basically am selfish for my own time and luckily because they know how important me time is they don't go they don't go like why why are you so selfish yeah i'm gonna be selfish in my goddamn life you think you lived my life no no hell no i did i did so i always say this to my friends like i always say this to my sisters they'd be like you can't be so selfish on yourself well you're gonna give me money to survive what you're gonna make me happy what are you gonna do to make me happy right i always it sounds really selfish i mean i acknowledge the fact that it is selfish but Uh, is anyone else is going to make me happy? No, right? I'm going to make me happy. My money's going to make me happy. My cat's going to make me happy. That's what I should prioritize. Mhm. Yeah. So, people don't please me a lot and it's really shown on my face. Like whenever they try to This sounds bad, but whenever someone tries to flirt with me or like try to get my attention, I'd be like <laughs> you know that awkward or rather I don't want to talk to you please dear god don't talk to me type of tune the thing is I don't think I'm cut out to have a lot of people in my life because I can't pay attention to them and if I am they need to understand that I don't need their attention full on unless you're my siblings If you're my siblings, I need attention. Not in a bad way. I just need an audience. My eldest is my um my eldest is my default audience. I've already we talked about this amongst ourselves. So again, you guys know I am the second youngest amongst my four sisters, including myself. And my eldest is my default audience. My second, no, my youngest is the um op, no, is the I guess backup audience and then my second oldest is my optional audience. And you guys would be like you sound like you're using using them. What do you mean they know that? They know that. 
okay? I always say this to them when we're like sitting in a dining table eating breakfast and I'm like looking at my eldest. She's not here now. She's in um, Singapore working. Um, I always look at her and I'm like, I need you to pay attention to me. She's like, what now? And then I would tell her about what I think and all my stories and everything. And then my sisters, my youngest and my second, they'd be like, this is why I'm so glad I'm not her audience. But now she's gone, so I have to look at my youngest and my second eldest. I'm like, talk to me, give me attention. And they're like, why? Because our eldest is not here. And by default, it's either one of you both. You better pay me attention. So that's exactly what they have to. They're like, oh man, I really don't want to. And I'm like... I don't give two rats what you would want and one not want to. I'm saying give me the damn attention. Let me talk. Give attention to me. Then do whatever you want to do. It's not going to be an hour. I just need you to listen to what I say. So, yeah, I would have to force them to listen to me. I'm not telling them to do anything anyways. It's just literally, I'm just saying, give me attention, you know? So, Yeah. All in all, this whole conversation is just me um, basically saying that I'm not a people person. I don't think I am. I don't think any of my aunts is a huge fan of me. They don't really search for me. Not that I'm, I want them to. So, I mean, I've, I grew up seeing them taking advantage of my oldest sister and I don't like the idea of it a lot of people take advantage of my oldest sister because she's so goddamn kind and she's very light with her with her hands meaning like she would buy everybody presents but it's exactly because of that I'm kind of selfish um because people do search for her for that but there was there were these instances where they're like oh why not let you know my eldest sister pay for it you know because she just got her she just got her um wait her salary you know it's payday she just got her pay and i'm like you guys got your pay too why does she have to pay you go pay you know things like that i keep telling her this i'm like it's okay if you want to do it for others once in a while it's fine no one's gonna stop you it's your money but take note that don't let anyone take advantage of you except people like me because I'm your selfish youngest sister I need to be spoiled I want to be entitled so I tell her this it's not a hidden fact you know it's only to my sisters I do this I keep saying this to them I said I said look other people are loosely they're kind of like outside our direct family you know I am your direct sister you have to understand, okay, I am your youngest, second youngest sister. So your job as an older sister is to spoil me. I want to be entitled for that position. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not even hiding my motives. Give me attention, buy me stuff. I like gifts. I don't even, it doesn't even need to be expensive. I don't need a bag. I don't like bags, guys. I'm not into expensive stuff, you know. I'm not really into those fashion brand whatever not i i like stationaries i just i i always keep saying to her if you want me out you gotta buy me a drink you know where is this going so things like that you know i i do like gifts i i enjoy gifts so much but i don't enforce it to people to buy me gifts unless again unless you're my sister so 
you guys might be like, you sound very spoiled. Hell yeah. That's kind of what my position is, my second youngest, you know. Uh, my youngest sister don't do things like that because, I don't know, maybe it's her ego. She has an ego. But I'm not, I'm not shameful for it. I'm proud of it. I want to be spoiled for it because I'm going to take a full advantage of my position as the second youngest. I told her, I said, it's not my fault you were born the eldest and second eldest. But it's also not my fault I was born the second youngest. You know, I want to be spoiled. No one else spoils me. You guys should. So that's exactly, they're always so baffled whenever I say things like that. So they don't, they don't really have a choice but end up having to spoil me. It's really hilarious because they'll be like, ugh. So then they buy me stuff and I'm like, hee, presents. Love it. <laughs> so it's kind of funny when things like this happen. Because I don't really expect presents from others. I don't, I don't demand presents, but I don't know. It's like a different type of demand when it comes to my sisters. I feel like my entitlement just goes over the roof when it's with them. I don't tell them to spend a lot on me though. I know my, I know that there's some level, there's some boundaries, you know. And when I do buy them stuff, they'll be like, "Oh my God, is it a blue moon?" I'm a frugal person. Um, would I say by nature? Not exactly. I think this kind of derived from. So my survival mode in uni so I'm not good with saving money I try my best I'm good with how do I I'm not good with saving money but I'm okay I tend to have money because I don't spend a lot but at the same time I do spend but not on useless stuff okay so take note I don't buy useless stuff I buy stuff for as an emergency I'm always the backup money you know because I always have money on me but I don't spend too much because of my survival mode. I've always run my life through, do I actually need it? Is this a want? Is this a need? So that's my checklist in life. So that's why I still have money on me. Um, otherwise, I don't know what else I'm going to say. I keep going astray with my conversation, but it's fine. It's fine. Anyways... It's good to be back. I came back with a cough. Hopefully, I get better soon. And if you guys are sick, I hope you guys are better soon too. And um, you guys can contact me, I guess, if you guys want to send leave me a message. I don't know how it works. I don't actually know how it works, but <coughs> yeah, leave me a message if you want. If you want me to be your listener, I'd be fine as well. <clears throat> I don't usually talk about people's business to others. I'm not a gossip person. But I do like listening to gossip. I just don't gossip to others about my goss- their gossip. I- I'm a believer of karma, you see. I feel like if someone... This-, this sounds weird, but like because I'm such a believer of karma, it's... You know what it comes around what goes around comes around so if you do what they do it will come back to you so i don't talk about people's secrets to others because i feel like people will talk about mine to others not that i have any unless you've known me in my uni days and maybe but otherwise <clears throat> no anyways bye guys <laughs>